Well, this next episode is the longest one yet, and for good reason. Sam Flanagan came to my home and motivated the hell out of me. Sam has been working from an early age grafting hard and is now working within the luxury property business, as well as running a property portfolio himself, which is ever-expanding, alongside recently partnering with Tyrone Ash Real Estate in the real estate market. Sam opened my eyes and I hope he does the same for you as well, so enjoy the listen. Funnily enough, this episode is also sponsored by Sam Flanagan as my first sponsor for the podcast and more on the way. If you're looking to sell or buy a luxury property anywhere in the UK, Sam is your go-to. Sam has a network of over 100 dedicated real estate agents at Tyron Ash who work seven days a week to sell your luxury property faster than any other agent, within 30 days or less at a great price. If you're in the market to purchase a luxury property, Sam also has you covered. Get in touch with Sam now and he can provide you with all the details which will be shared below. And once again, guys, don't forget to like and share on you know Spotify and iTunes and just write a review if you could. Sam, how are you doing today? Sim, my man, it's great to be. I'm good, thank you. How are you, bro? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Thank you for coming to Huddersfield. Anytime. It's good to be back. Land it's of been, the free. Yeah, it's been years. We were saying it's been what, like eight years or something? I it's... think so. Yeah, you used to come up quite a bit, didn't you? Back in yeah. the day when we were uh, in our youth, and yeah. uh, now it's uh, it's changed a bit, and I think we're uh, a little bit older, a little bit wiser, a little bit, a little, <laughs> a little bit, bit not least. much, not no, much. No, no. No, no. Let's be honest. Um, I guess I mean we're here obviously to speak about you. Um, usually, how these things go is I'll you know we'll talk about the last twenty years or so of people's careers, but mm-hmm. let's just dive straight into first question about your first job. Can you tell me what it was? Yeah, of course. So interestingly, I actually worked with my dad. Mm-hmm. So me and my dad don't get on now, unfortunately, but. My first job was with him. So while I was in school, I was about, I think about now, I think I was about 14, 13, 14-ish. Yeah. My dad had a business uh, doing computers. Mm-hmm. And back then, 17 years ago, not a lot of people had a lot of knowledge on computers. So it was IT. Yeah. Um, so I started off from doing computers. Uh, target market market was quite a lot of elderly. So just sort of setting computers up, MacBooks and all that. So I mean, nowadays, it just does it all for, for you. You know, you just literally turn your Mac on and it's, it's good. It's all good. But installing printers and, and setting it up, uh, office and stuff, yeah, back in the day, you needed someone to do that. So I did that with my dad. Uh, and then we also did burglar alarms, interestingly. And yeah, so I, I started with him, like while I was at school, I'd come home and I'd do, do little bits with him, like just little things to help out and he'd teach yeah. me. Um, so that, that was the first sort of job. Uh, it didn't last too long though. And the reason why, it was a recession 2008. And, and the, the business went under. Uh, and it, you know what, it was it was a really difficult time. Mm. It was really bizarre, because I don't know if you remember 2008 too well, I know it's, it's a while ago. They're not really. Yeah. <laughs> As in school. <laughs> so it, it was such a long time ago, but yeah. it was just so, people didn't expect it. No. Especially like some of my age at that, I, I didn't understand it. And there was just a lot of panic and a lot of like fear. Um, and yeah, just unfortunately, things didn't work out. It didn't have enough capital saved. The business was turning over, but just not enough. And uh, yeah, a lot of businesses went under. So that was my first job. Uh, and the first job lasted about a year and a half. And But like I said, I did a lot of that outside, at, at like during school. So I'd go to school, yeah. I'd come back and I'd work. And I think, to be honest, that's it's probably drilled into me, Sim, like I've got a very 
strong work ethic like I work a lot and I'll do a lot and if I'm not working I do feel like I need to be uh, yeah, so weird. yeah and I feel like that's why I probably do so much at once I mean if you if I if you came on a day out with me and you saw what I do in a day you would be like what the hell man like, <laughs> this is chaos it's absolute chaos but I I, I love it you yeah. know and that, and that and that's what it's about but yeah first job didn't go too well in the no. end but it was good because I did I did learn some good lessons yeah. uh, and then I actually went on to do um, some IT again for another company so I went to start as an apprentice mm -hmm. a tea boy so I used to make the tea uh, yeah and I, and I it was how great. old are you at this point? Like so 16, this, yeah about 16, 17 yeah. Okay. Um, making the tea uh, for a shop in Hucknall if anyone's ever been to Hucknall they say sunny Hucknall it's not sunny and it's not great it's not a nice place it was on the high street it's terrible oh, really no. rough so I started as a tea boy and actually worked up worked my way up there uh, within a couple of years I, I, I learned a lot about IT then went on to CCTV, uh, networking, that sort of stuff. Um, and then built up, so I became a manager there. And then the the owner offered me a directorship. But he offered it me, never gave it me. <laughs> it just kept, it was like empty promises. And it, yeah, it got to the point where I was like, nah, no. I'm just, you, you're promising so much, but you're delivering nothing. And I saw it and I thought, I can't do this anymore. So I actually left that and went, to work for a corporate company, mm. which I won't name, but I worked with those guys on the tools, and I earned about three times the amount I was earning previously, uh, and I did that for about four or five years. So I carried on doing that. I actually enjoyed it. It, it wasn't ideal, because yeah. I was working like six in the morning till six at night maybe, and then I'd do the day shift and I'd do the night shift. So night shift, you get double pay. So me being very money orientated mate I would just I could not say no yeah. so I'd work all day then I'd work the night so like I could get in at like nine in the evening leaving at say six in the morning mm. get back and I'd go to bed and have a separate phone look like a little 3310 um, like a little a work phone on call phone and that could go off at any time so I could get in literally get into bed and this happened to me countless times I'd lay in bed sim right lay in bed I'm like yeah I'm just gonna go to sleep now yeah close phone rings yeah. I'm like are you joking <laughs> you uh, yeah. and when you're on call you cover 10 people's areas so not only did I cover my area I was covering like up to 3-4 hours drive away so I'd have to physically get up drive to the, the site wherever it was a lot of 24-7 sites obviously getting paid you know double which I don't mind Yeah. go there do the work exhausted I'd actually sleep in the van genuinely sleep in the van you weren't meant to and then I'd come back uh and then they give you like an hour or two off the next day and then they expect you in at eight. So yeah, no, that, that to be honest, you mate, that was That's probably crazy. a bit much. It was a bit too much, but learned some really good skills there, Sim. And I, I actually think that anyone, I was probably around early 20s at this point, 21-ish, 22 maybe. I think any, I think everyone should, should go through that to understand hard work, like real hard yeah. work. And then within a, not long after that, I was then bought my first house with Lex. Uh, I was doing that still, but then what I would do is I'd also work on my house as well. So we bought a house, we bought like a double garage, knocked a lot of it down, we built a house. And I wanted to learn. So I got tradesmen in, but I did most of it with them as well. I ended up in hospital twice. Yeah, like literally from exhaustion. I was so exhausted, but I just I just was so driven, uh, Sim. Yeah. The, the drive, I just wanted to be the best, to do the best. Like, I think my body gave in before my mind, to be fair. Um, but it was just a real, real whirlwind on that. And then and then moving fast forward in a few years after that, I then went from being a service engineer on the tools 
to then a sales consultant, same company, and I had four times my wage again. So started earning five figures a month. Mm. And that changed a lot. I know we talked briefly about, you know, pushing that sort of that sort of money. Yeah. And uh, first year, um, I don't even know where I spent it. Six figures in a year. I don't even know where it went. I had nothing left. It was <laughs> It was crazy, man. Like it was stupid. I don't even know. Like I got just had no idea. Like ridiculous. Cars and yeah, cars there. and just going away and just like going to really nice places and spending stupid money on stupid things. And it really learned a solid lesson from that because I think when you go when you come from somewhere, you know, when I was born, I didn't know this until about six months ago. I was actually born in the council estate hmm. and in Top Valley uh, until I was about two. And then I was two moved to Mapley, Nottingham, and. Where I'm, where I'm from, people just live month to month, paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. And that's the mentality that you get when you're around those sorts of people. You know, you literally live in paycheck to, and that's normal. And that's actually not normal. No, like, it's not, it shouldn't be. No, it shouldn't yeah. be normal, you know, and, 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 and I'm really here, I like to shake it up a little bit and I like to help people. Like I spend a lot of time helping people that are a lot younger than me in trying to open their mind and see what, what they can do because you can do so much more than you think you can do. Yeah, 100%. For sure. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it was. It's just been a bit crazy, and then that, I mean, there's so much more we can talk about. No, yeah, yeah I've got is. loads of questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I was going to say it's really interesting. Uh, this the way people start off, I guess, and it's for me, it's super interesting to see that like journey and that, that not always linear, I guess, success and you know getting to where you want to be. Um, I guess what what I'm interested in as well. Obviously, we spoke about this before. The property, the property side mm, of things. Yeah. Um, let's talk about that. What what got you into that space or was it you just kind of like fall into it a little bit? Well, to be fair, it kind of, yeah, it's a great question, Sim. It falls back a little bit what we were saying then about that first property because I bought it knowing it needed a lot of work. So I knew I knew the place needed a lot of work doing and I wanted the work because I wanted to learn. I didn't, I didn't have a clue, mate. Like, I, obviously, I was a service engineer on the tools. I, in my mind, I can fix anything. I can do anything. Mm. So we got that property, we knew it needed work. Lex, my wife found it, Mike, she's, literally she's amazing. She, she like with Lex, she can just spot things, mate. Right? I used to drive past this place, I never even knew it was there. Lex just bang, spots it, gets it, gets it. And I'm like, what, how did you even like, how'd you how'd find did, it? yeah, like it came up and within an hour, she'd mm. seen it. And I was like, wow, like, let's go, let's go check it out. So yeah, so we, we got that place, little double garage. There was a 10 bedroom house next door. What they did was they split that into two and they sold off mm. both of those. And then this just happened to be the little double garage. It's, they had probably about an acre and a half of land and they split it off. Um, and then we came and we turned it into a house. So I think we paid about 170 for the house. This mm. is in Cheltenham, by the way. So yeah. Cheltenham's quite expensive. It's quite a fancy place. It's a yeah. fancy place. Yeah. But this was like 10 minutes from Cheltenham and Gloucestershire. So you've got a lot of land around you, but you're only eight minutes from the town centre as yeah. well. So we, put, we were in for 172. Um, we spent about hundred on it, and now that hundred, yeah. So lot, and that hundred thousand pounds, that's when I was an engineer, hmm. a service engineer. So to get that, some of it like from our wedding and stuff, we didn't, we didn't, we had a tiny wedding, man. Hmm. Like there was like fifteen people, including us, like super small wedding. Smart. The, yeah, the <laughs> venue. We didn't even tell them we're having a wedding. We said we're having a family event because what they normally do with a wedding, they'll they'll charge you five ten grand for a room. Yeah. If you say so, we just said. Tell them we're having a family event. They charge us nothing for the room. On the day we turned up, <laughs> Lex is in a gap. I'm obviously dressed up. But like we've got family members. We're pulling up in like you know all these. And they're just like the, the Emma, the lady. She's like, what? What? what, what is this a wedding? <laughs> like, yeah, we forgot to tell you. But obviously it was too late because we'd already yeah. like we don't. I think we probably paid like for the whole wedding, including Lex's dress, my suit, everything. 
we paid about 1,500 quid. Yeah, stupid. And we had, and it was a five-star um, place in the Cotswolds. Unbelievable, crazy, yeah. It's ridiculous. It's funny, though. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, so we did that. Um, and, yeah, just go, going back to that, we... Yeah, we, to get that money, is we saved some from the wedding. Um, from Some family put some up towards the wedding. We saved a lot of that. And then also, I was just working so much, man. Everything I earned, I just mm. saved and saved. Lex saved and saved. She was doing eyelash extensions at the time. Um, you know, beautician. We just saved everything. And it got to the point where we, we ran out of money and we went up a budget. And I was like, oh, no, like, I've never been in this scenario. I'm exhausted. I've been in hospital multiple times from trying to, like, do everything myself. And now I understand you can't do it all yourself. No. I don't even touch the tools no more. So, like, on properties that we do now, I don't even do anything. Like, as regards to physical, because... I'm paying someone to do that. Yeah. Back then, I ha- but I also think for those listening, I think it's great to do your own stuff initially to learn it. I probably went a little bit too extreme, did a little bit too much, but I think it's great to learn these key, the key things of, you know, like not even just, well, anything, you know, even just the timbers and a stud wall and yeah. plastering and plasterboard and just understanding these things and, you know, footings to a property and single extension, double, all that stuff. So... Yeah, so we, we, we struggled towards the end, but again, we were able to raise the finance, working more, um, a little bit from family and stuff like that. So we're in, we're in for about 272. We've just had that one valued about what? We lived in it, so we lived in it for about four years. So it valued for about 520. So yeah, so we, we've, we've yeah. just refinanced that one again. So we've pulled out a load of money from that one. Um, and we don't live in that house now. So that was gonna be our residence and I, I read a book called Rich Dad Poor Dad mm, by Robert Kaiser. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, if if people are listening and they have yeah, read yeah. it. If you if you if you've thought about reading it, just read it. I read that book a couple of years ago. Well, no, maybe maybe yeah, I read it a couple of years ago. I thought, oh my goodness, amazing. And then you get tired of it with life and you don't think about it. And then I read it again like what a year and a half ago, and it really hit me hard, man. And I was like, I've got this property. It's worth so much more. Why am I not renting it out? Yeah. Like I need to, this. This is, should be an asset right now. It's liability. It's costing me. Like this, this and, and it distinguishes the difference in the book between an asset and a liability because people get them confused. I know it sounds ridiculous, but a lot of people get them confused. So I was like, I got to rent this house out. I'm like, I got to convince Lex to rent this house out. But she, this is a dream home. She loves the house. <laughs> like we've put years into this. We put all everything we have into this yeah. house. So I just sort of flipped flipped on the sales hat and I was like, right, I've got, I got, I got to get her on this. You know, I'm a salesman for and through. I've, I've got to just show her why we should. So convinced her over time, you know, we spoke about it. She was like, no, not doing it, not interested. So eventually she she sort of came to it. So what we do now is we rent that place out um, for X amount, I'm going to say on this. Mm-hmm. And then we actually rent where we live now. So we rent a little cottage. We've downsized massively, but it means that the rent we get from our actual house is, is super high and the rent we pay for we live is super low. So we've got money coming in every month from that as well as wages, et cetera, and et cetera. Yeah. Um, it also allows us to refinance the properties. So every property that I do, do it up to a great standard, refinance it, pull all the money out. So you can just keep going. So essentially what I do, Sim, is I use, I use debt to create wealth, hmm. but good debt. Yeah, not the bad debt. Not bad debt. Yeah, because the bad debt we talked about bad debt. (laughs) And I got in some real bad debt a long a while ago, and we talked a bit about that. Mm. And and it's scary. It's not nice, you know. I was saying that when we spoke earlier, they closed my banks, they froze my banks, they froze my credit cards. I didn't have any money, and it was really tough. It was super tough, and it's not nice to put your family through that. But again, I I I gotta be honest, Sim. Like when you go through struggles in life, right? It builds you. 
it literally creates resilience. You've got two options. You either crumble or you grow. And I, I will not crumble. And, you know, I just, I see it as growth, I see it as learning. So if you can think like that, it's massively amazing. But it's, it's also hard because when you haven't got money in the account, you've got literally money going out or, or trying to go out and it won't go out. You've got big issues. So, yeah, I, I, I use good debt and leverage that to create wealth. That's smart. Yeah, it's it's to be honest, I think it should be taught in schools. Yeah, no, it should be property and like just like I know economics sometimes can be. Mm-hmm. Um, I did it a bit at university economics and like accountancy and stuff, but yeah, it definitely should have had like a property, you know, stocks, shares, that kind of stuff. Crypto, like, crypto, yeah, crypto, nerds, <laughs> NFTs, all that stuff, and uh, I guess that would have been like a really good. I'd have been, I'd have been interested in that. I suppose, but when you're fifteen, sixteen, you know. Most of people don't think about it like that. And you look back now, like, oh, in hindsight, it's a great mm-hmm. thing. But you can't. I mean, obviously, it would be nice. Yeah. But yeah. I think looking back now, you have to learn it as you go. And this is, older. yeah, this is it. And I think as well, I think that's why I think as, as you know, you're 26, I'm 30. Uh, there's different points. Like, yeah. you know, when I was 21, I thought I knew it all. I thought I knew everything. Then I got to 26 and I was like, oh, I, I knew nothing. Yes. And now I'm 30, I'm like, when I was 26, I knew nothing. And I'm sure this is going to continue and continue. Yeah, you know, 35. Yeah, <laughs> like but, but I think we, we've got a duty, and even at any age, to show that those that are younger in that probably four or five year mm. gap below, that actually there is more. There is more to what's coming like. Although I believe you should be present in the moment always. I do a lot of meditation, and I think it's really good to be in the moment. You have got to think long term. And I don't think a lot of people do. I never used to think long term. No. Uh, and and it, I think maybe in your 20s, people don't, do they? It's like, yeah, it's oh, hard to. You yeah. think of the next thing to go to, the next party, the next social, yeah. the next holiday kind of thing. Yeah. And and I think we have a duty to, to sort of show the younger generation. And, and, and I, I, you know, there's a thing called Hustlers University. I don't know if you've heard a guy called Andrew Tate, mm. four times world um, kickbox champion. He's got a thing called Hustlers University. It's about 40 quid a month, right? And people think it's a scam. It's not. So this this platform, they teach you using a Discord channel that's very well organized. They teach you 18 modern wealth creation techniques, right? And it is crypto, it's NFTs, it's stocks, mm. it's e-commerce. You know, the list just goes on affiliate marketing, um, copywriting. And that should what well, that's what kids should be doing. Now, I've, I've been on there, right? And I go on it because I'm really interested to always learn new skills. There's a kid who's 13 years old making 45 grand a month. <laughs> the kid's 13, right? You, can you remember what you were doing at 13? Probably eating sweets and like. I'm with you. I was the same, just literally. I didn't have a clue. 45,000 pounds a month. That's like some Logan Paul like yeah. stuff, man. Like, but, but you're going to see this, though. I think we're all going to see this. Yeah. Things are changing. We live in a digital world. Yeah. You know, and YouTube is like 16 making millions and unbelievable. Yeah. And 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 this is just going to only keep going. I think that we've got to change. I think that mm. so much has changed and we've got to, we've got to adapt. You know, I've got my little 1-year-old since he was 6 months old, he can pick my Apple Watch up, he can press the side and he can do that and he can move it, he can click. 
I'm like, you're six months old. You couldn't, he couldn't even talk. He couldn't even walk. And he can play on my Apple Watch. And I'm like, what is this? It's an Apple Watch. Yeah, it's an Apple, it is an Apple Watch. It's yeah. it's, case for it. I'll have, to, have you got an Apple Watch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yours is different to mine. I'll have to send you the link. It's a special case. That's cool. I can, I can, I can, it's like yeah. some Tony Stark shit. Like. Yeah, I can sort you out on that. It's, 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 no, I've never seen anyone else with this case before. No, it's so, nice. Yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate it. I'll, I'll send you the link. I got, I got the hook up on that. Um, so, we'll post it in the comments. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll put my affiliate link in there yeah. as well. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, do it. Well, um, yeah, mate, everything's changing so much. And yeah. I think we've just got to adapt. If, if you're not going to, you're going to get left behind. Like I've seen people in the 60s, 70s, oh, I don't want to touch laptops. Oh, I don't want to, I, I can't do phones, can't do this. Mm. I understand that, but you're going to have to. Otherwise, you're just going to get left behind. Yeah, 100%. Like, it's the way it's going, isn't it? Well, yeah. it's been going like this for a while, actually, but yeah. I think it's just there. Yeah. And I spoke about it on previous podcasts, just about how, you know, TikTok and you know, I know like seventeen-year-old TikTok people who are like making bank, and it's just like mm-hmm. they have like sponsors of like really good brands, and it's like yeah. like as if I knew if I'd known this ten years yeah. ago, I'd have been laughing now. But yeah. like obviously, again, hindsight, it's just we kind of grew up with like Facebook, mm-hmm. and now they're growing up with like Instagram and TikTok and YouTube yeah. and content creating. It's just madness it's absolute madness it is but, and, but do you know what let me ask you a question Sim on this one right what do you think a 16 year old that's got TikTok that's got I don't know 2-3 million followers on there what do you think is different between them and you right now or them them and you and me let's say right now that's a good question I don't actually really know I suppose they've their environment's been changed their environment's a lot different mm-hmm. and I think yeah. back when I was 16 15 like tech no one really had like smartphones yeah tech wasn't really you know a big thing no one heard of elon musk or teslas yeah. or electric car you know it was just like we just went to school and i think now it's like everyone's bombarded by socials and you know what they see on the news and you know especially like gaming and all this sort of stuff it's yeah. just more advanced i think just it's definitely influencing younger people to be more like tech savvy which mm. isn't a bad thing mm. i think there is some negative side effects social and stuff and yeah. uh but like social media is amazing but it's also bad but i suppose that's something of anything the, the, like, and this is moderation. it I mean, you talk about social media there and it's a great point like i've got a friend of mine um nick and he he's uh from nepal so he came over and what he's done so he came over from there over to england and he didn't know anyone didn't didn't have a clue no nothing and he's raised he's in the property world he's part of the property circle which i'm part of as well it's a big property network mm-hmm. uh, i have a mentor i pay him an absolutely huge amount of money but he, he but what it is it's fantastic it's brilliant and i, and I will touch on mentors in a little while because I, re- I think mentors are essential absolutely essential and mentors don't actually need to be alive to be a mentor and i know it sounds ridiculous but i can explain that in a little while but with nick what he's done with the power of social media He's found a guy in Nepal who just is king of TikTok. Like, this guy will just blow your TikTok up. In 10 months, he's bought seven, almost eight properties, and he's raised finance, so none of his own money, so it's called OPM, other people's money, of £1.2 million through TikTok in 10 months. And he, so all the properties he's, he's got, he's not paid for any of those. Like, he's raised that just through TikTok that's crazy and he hasn't he said to me he hasn't really even tried like he's put <laughs> like he's put videos on TikTok of course and he's done yeah. but he's not really gone ham on it like, no, and, and, and it's this is the thing you know you, you've just I think in life if you don't ask for it you won't get it and I think you've really got to you've got to be clear on what you want super clear on what you want 
and then go and get it. Mm. And I actually think it's that simple. And I know some people might go, well, it's not that simple. I think it is. Yeah. I think you, is, you yeah. need to know what it is you're going after. You need to have a plan. There's a book called Think and Grow Rich. Now, if, any, if people haven't read that, I highly recommend that. And it starts off by saying, to become a millionaire, you need a plan to be a millionaire. Mm. Right? Pe- people go through their whole life, Sim, and they're, they're, and then they like they don't know what they want. They're torn between two things. They get to in their life, and they're like, oh, you know, I'm really upset. It's like, well, why are you upset? Well, I didn't get where I wanted to be. Yeah, but where did you want to be? Well, I don't know. Well, there you go. Like, you, you, you can't you, you can't expect things just to happen, you no. know? You've got to know where you go. Yeah, you can't just wait for things to fall in your lap and just, no. oh, well... I get that promotion in five years or I get that pay rise in a few years and it's yeah. just like I don't want to be living like that no. I want to be like I know what I'm doing in the next five years ten years fifteen yeah. I want to be retired by the time form 45 yeah, like that's nice. the plan and yeah. I think there's nothing people's like oh it's ridiculous mm. but I'm like the fact you think it's ridiculous it means you're never going to do it if you, if you tell yourself you're going to do it mm. yeah it, it might be stressful at points of course but so is everything else anyway so yeah. I think it's always good to have goals and we spoke about this before uh, just having goals and writing your goals down like daily goals weekly goals yearly goals mm. stuff like that depends what it is it could be business or like the gym stuff or yeah. you know training for a marathon or anything like that 100%. it's all the same it's just still saying like okay I'm doing a marathon next year so I need to run a mile a week mm. and two miles a week and, and it's the same thing it's just chipping away and then eventually after a year you'll be doing 26 milers literally well in hopefully good times but yeah. it's just yeah, that's probably not a great analogy but <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true no, it's true, it's true yeah. you know it's like you know a good friend of mine who I'm, I'm sure you're going to have the, on the podcast Kumi yeah the Coombs. bully billows yeah shout out Coombs yeah get out Coombs on here I've been friends with him since we were in school and I saw him go from selling fruit and veg on the market. I remember that. We yeah. had it at all. I remember she, that was so long ago it was yeah. like 17 come to your house and he was like how you do that? And he dropped off this like fruit and veggie basket. Yeah. I'm like, it was like a box or something. I was like, what, yeah. I was like, what is this? <laughs> and then we had this guy, I saw him like 10 years later on Instagram killing it. Yeah. And, and I'm like, that's, I remember when you sold fruit and veggie boxes. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. It's literally, and, and when we were in school, you know, he, him and I really didn't come from a lot. And like to see where he is now, you know, I, I remember when, like you say, when you were selling that fruit and veg, he used mm. to go around and sell the boxes. He'd pull up in his van, which was like beat down, like fifteen-year-old blue, uh, like Toyota Hiace thing <laughs> or something like that. And he and he literally caused so much drama. People would key his van. Really? He did one thing. Right, he parked. I think he parked outside some old people's home somewhere, and someone just had it in for him. Someone quite literally got their key and keyed the word wanker into his <laughs> into literally his front bonnet had keyed into the word wanker. Right, and he and he just didn't care. He just yeah, carried on driving so around. Great. He's just such a low-key guy, yeah. you know. He's literally the business he's got now is blown up yeah he's blown up and people think he's an overnight success and he's not he's he, yeah. he, like i've seen him like four or five years of graft and graft, graft. Yeah. and you know now that they can afford they've got 16 or 18 staff they've got rates. So they're like, flying yeah. the air they're flying nice. the world and 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 they're now looking to get distribution centers all over the centers all over the world mm. They've just put one in Czech Republic. So similar to Gymshark, where they've put distribution centers over the world, yeah. it allows quicker delivery. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, and then that's what they're doing. And, and that's actually, they've got so many other things on the go. Uh, it, it, yeah, I'm just, I'm so proud of him. And he's such a testament for people to go, he used to literally earn like 60 quid a day, like tops. And I mean, he would grab, he'd be up at two in the morning. He would be grafting all day, picking the fruit and veg up, dropping it off, driving it's a good around. good business idea though. Yeah. It is a good business idea. And they do it now, don't they? But it's like, 
Do they do that? Like, can you get fruit and veg delivered to your house? I think you can. Yeah, I think you can. I'd pay for that. Yeah. If it's not too expensive. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it is. I think you get like a £10, £15, £20 box. That's actually not like that. bad. Yeah, and then that, that includes the delivery. And it's fresh as well. It's fresh. Yeah. They pick it up that morning. Yeah. So, yeah, it's 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 very fresh, but it, it just shows you. Um, you've it's out there. You've just got to you've got to have that plan. He always said to me. We both said when we were younger, we, we've got a picture, and um, we drew a picture together, and it said the road to success is always under construction. And we signed it, Sam and Kumi, and this is about fifteen years. We've got the picture still, and we both said that we're going to be the most successful out of anyone we know. Now he he's beat me in one sense, just <laughs> obviously friendly competition. Yeah, yeah. At the moment, but like he said, he'll say to me, he's like, yeah, I've got the business, and I've got you know, he's doing mega mega all over the world. But he's like. Yeah, but you've got the family life. He's like, all I want is a wife and a child. That's all I want. And he says, I'm struggling at the minute. So it's kind of like, we've both got what the other one has and we both know the other person's going to get it. Um, So we're just, it's really nice. The conversations, you know, when he was on the fruit and veg market at two in the morning, I'd be on call. I'll be in some ridiculous place down south. I didn't even know where I was. I'd driven four hours to get there. And I would call him at like 2.15 in the morning. Mm. I'm like, I couldn't call anyone else that time because they'd be in bed. Well, you might have been up to be fair. <laughs> Probably but, <was. laughs> but everybody else would have been better than a normal person. Yeah, would should have been, call me, yeah. mate. <laughs> but I, I would call him at 2.15 in the morning, like absolutely exhausted. And we would have conversations about how well we're going to do in life, mm. how we won't stop till we get there. And, you know, I, I think Coombe is still at the start of his journey. He's got so much more to, to yeah. bring. And, and, and same for me, he's still got so much more to come as well. But yeah, no, it's, it's really interesting to see that journey. That's nice. He's, uh, he's a cool guy, isn't he? He's, yeah. uh, I'm looking yeah. forward to uh, getting him on yeah, hopefully next same. month, potentially. I need to get in touch with him. Um, talking about, I guess, uh, university, Are you you didn't go to uni, did you? No, I didn't. Was there a reason or was it just not for you at the time? Do you know what? Like, I hated school. Like, I just did not same. like school. Like, we, we, we talked about it earlier, didn't we? Like, I just wasn't good at school, although I, I did get pretty good GCSEs, I've got to be honest, but that's not because I'm academic or clever, no. that's just because I'm quite good at remembering things. Yeah. So, like, I, I sat next to a girl, I got a B in maths, right? I sat next to a girl who was super academic, and I didn't even listen to the teacher, I just sat next to this girl and I talked to her and she just explained things to me, and I see, I, I'm quite pictorial, right, Sim, so I can look at something and I generally remember it pretty reasonably. Pretty reasonably. And I remember when we did our tests, I just sort of did the test, yeah, they did the GCSEs, came out, we got results, and I spoke to her, uh, her name's Rebecca, and I said, what did you get in maths? She's like, I got a C. I like, did you? She was like, what did you get? I got a B. And she was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, I don't even know. Like, I, I genuinely had no idea. I didn't even listen. Sometimes I wouldn't even turn up. And this is the thing, I just, I just didn't enjoy it. I no. just did it. Like, even when we were doing all our GCSEs, I remember now, we'd had to go in and we had to study and, and we'd just go and play football and probably do other things we probably shouldn't have been doing like you know you know how yeah, it is yeah. and playing cod and lads, lads, yeah lads. literally yeah. Well, we'd just sit on cod all day like, that was back oh, then yeah, when classic, it was the original yeah. like good days Modern Warfare the, yeah, oh, yeah classics man yeah. and it still is yeah it's so for me I just didn't like school and then while I was at school I was working with my dad wasn't I so of course, yeah. to be fair uni never appealed to me college never appealed to me yeah. what I did do though is when I was working with my dad and I did go full time after, after sort of school I did do night school for IT okay. and it was a bit of a weird one um, because I was just a room full of people and back then this is when you had floppy disks and I know you're probably thinking what the hell but literally you had floppy disks back then mm. and old school yeah proper and they just teach you how to build a computer like how to use a computer That's how to, cool. it was kind of cool yeah. but I never wanted to go because what I'd do is I'd work with my dad all day 
and then we'd finish, we'd get home, have dinner, be like, right, you go, you've got to go to night school. And it's like seven o'clock. You're knackered. I was like, yeah. I don't want to go to, I can't be arsed, I don't want to go to night school, sit with a load of old fogies, put a floppy <laughs> disk in a blue. I didn't want to do that, but I did it. Yeah. And, and I think, I think there's, um, I think there's a theme behind what we've talked about at Sim, is that whatever you do, the things you don't want to do, and normally where you learn most of your lessons, you know this morning I woke up, there's no gym in my hotel, the hotel was terrible, and I always get a good hotel, I just didn't, I don't know why, I just didn't last night, and there was no gym, but I had a bit of room, so I did the CrossFit burpees, mm -hmm. and um, squat jumps, and press ups, and such things, and it's, I didn't want to do it this morning, you know, I woke up, and I was just like, I just want to be in an actual gym, and I didn't want to do it, and I did it, and then I was like, right, okay, that's done, right, so I have a cold shower every day, I didn't want to have a cold shower today, no still had a cold shower and it's the things when you don't want to do it you know and you do it and that, that I think that really brings out the, who you are yeah. and that levels you up it's when you don't you know when it's absolutely freezing outside and you have a cold shower it's the worst thing you're like oh I don't want to do it just do it's it it's getting comfortable with being uncomfortable isn't Ex it, I suppose, oh, yeah. you've hit the nail yeah. on the head and that's something that I have ingrained in my brain like as much as me and my dad don't get on I've got to be open and honest and I haven't said this before to anyone but he has taught me that. Mm. I remember there's things from when I was younger, like he was a good dad growing up, in all fairness to him. Again, we don't get on now, we don't talk at all. He doesn't, he's not met my son, he doesn't even know where I live. Just, but he was good at that. He did push me, mate. And I do think a lot of my drive now comes mm. from that. And uh, yeah, it's really, I think drive, mate. I think you've really got to push yourself yeah, to do things. You've got to like, want it. You're going to can't you do things half-assed. Yeah. It's like, you've got to want there has to be like a reason there's like a why and if you haven't got a why then what's the point what's the point well yeah. like even you last night we spoke last night mm. you were training at 7, 7.30 last night and then this morning yeah. you're up and you're training and yeah. I've got so much respect for it mate you know yeah. later on I know you've got to go for a walk and then you're probably going to do a bit of cardio but, and I respect that mm. because you, you've got a goal you've told me the goal you've already mm. done super well anyway yeah, as it is like smashed starving, it starving mate yeah we do it it's working you look great man you look awesome like it's working so starving. you know you're, you're doing the hard work but it will pay off yeah of course, and it is yeah. paying off yeah you know, and I think that's the thing. I think what people want is instant results. Chipping away. Chipping yeah. Away, uh, every week. Yeah, you've, you've got to keep doing bit by bit. People want it done. Like I, I saw a thing with a guy called Aiden Ross, big Twitch guy, <clears throat> and he said to Tate, you know, the four times world champion, how do I get a six pack really quick? And Tate just said, you're asking the wrong question. Mm. Why do you want a six pack really quick? You're trying to cheat. You're trying to cheat physics. Like, what are you going to do? Get a six pack like in one day? It's not going to work. Can't buy a six pack. No, it doesn't work you like can that. Buy a pack of six. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. <laughs> but that that's not going to get you a six pack. And, and, and this is the thing: is people want yeah. it so quick, so now. How do I get rich quick? Gratification, yeah. yeah it's just nah. You, you need delayed gratification, mm. you know. And and I think hard work will bring you that. Yeah, hundred percent, man, hundred percent. Um, I guess in terms of like, I know we talk about you didn't go to university, but what are like your thoughts on people who do go? Do you think it's a good idea at the moment? Do you think it's too expensive? Is it a waste of time? What's you your know, honest, honest? Yeah, great honest, yeah, yeah. Oh mate, I'll be honest. And I think I might lose probably 15% of your listeners because they're not going to like what I'm going to say. <laughs> I personally think it's a waste of time mm. unless, right, there's a caveat, mm. unless you're going to be like a doctor or yeah, something like lawyer, that. Or you know, teacher, yeah. yeah. I, I just, I, and that's why I, I couldn't figure it in my head to do it because for me, it just didn't, it didn't work out. I didn't want to be a doctor. I didn't want to be a lawyer. I wanted to get out and work. Mm. And I understand everyone's different. So, you know, some people love uni some people learn a lot and actually to be fair Steve, do you know what most people I know that have been to uni 
it's probably some of the best memories they've had in their life. Yeah, so. let's be honest. But it comes at a cost. Yeah. So you know, and, <laughs> a that, big cost, and yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. But it, you know, it's all dependent on the person. But for me, I thought it was a waste of time for me, and that's why I didn't go because it's not it's not where I wanted to be. I wanted to be in the marketplace. I wanted to be physically there in it, and I just felt like uni was more theory. Yeah, and I'm, is, yeah. you know, and I'm not that great at theory. Man. I'm, I'm better practical. You know, I'm better being out there doing it. So for me, I'm not a fan of it. But at the same time, like I've got Levi, I'm a little lad. He's one years old. If he wanted to do, if he was like, do you know what? This is what I want. I know what I want. And we talked about earlier. If you know what you want, you got a plan. You're already 51 percent of the way there. Yeah. So if he did say, yeah, this is what I want. I want to be this, and I need to go to uni for this. I would support him 100 percent, 100 percent. But for me. Nah, no, it's make that makes that makes sense. I, I, you know, I went and it was interesting. You learn a lot, meet people, mm-hmm. get good connections. But at the same time, looking back, and it's like, hmm, kind of wish I hadn't done it. But at the same time, would I be where I am now mm-hmm. if I didn't go? Would I have met the same people? Would I've gone on met gone to London? You know, all that stuff. So you can't really like, oh, I wish I hadn't gone. Yeah, because yeah. you could be a lot worse. Off. I could be better off, but it could be yeah. worse, a lot worse off than I am now. So mm, true. I'm very, yeah, still glad I went. Yeah. Debt's not too bad. <laughs> yeah, it's only just kicking in now. Yeah. Um, Let me ask you another question, mm. right? And uh, on uni, so two, there's two questions. But first one is, do you think uni would be different if you took away the alcohol? Or do you think it'd be the same? You mean the social side? Yeah, I think that like a lot of people that I know have been to uni, it was all about just going out. Just it was pressures and like parties yeah. and Wednesday, mm-hmm. Fridays. Um, I think you'd probably lose like ten percent of people going. Yeah, because people, a lot of people go because they haven't got a choice. They have nothing else to do. They what the friends are going to a new city and they're like, oh well, why not? Yeah, they'll drop after the first year. Yeah, some yeah. people. Obviously, a lot of people are going because they want to be, you know do a certain career but I have a lot of friends who've gone to do certain degrees like history and psychology and now they're doing something completely different in the jobs and they just use like the maybe the example of like teamwork and you know doing like independent theories and stuff like that as like examples in job interviews but you see their Instagram and their socials and half of it's just at them in clubs and going on holidays and it looks like a good time and it obviously the, the actual work part of it is just a part of it it's not the whole thing yeah it's like 10% the rest yeah. of it's socialising living out from home so I think yeah you'd lose a good number of people I think if mm. you were like you have to be in every day for like 8 hours a day because yeah. you wouldn't be going out as much and people would just drop off because mm. it's people realise it's not for them so. and on the flip side of that second question mm. do you think that it would be more productive and that people because a lot of people don't follow through as you've just said a lot of people don't follow through with the degree yeah. and then do that role do you think it would actually allow people to further carry on and then go on because they're more focused they've, they've been more in, in, yeah. involved then actually go on and, and carry on in that field I think if you had like more of a because there's some like some degrees and stuff like architecture and stuff like that you have to be in every day yeah. it's long days you can't af- almost afford to be like that you can't do both burn two candles at both ends you can't be going out three days a week and also be in working 45 hours a week same with like being a resident as a doctor mm-hmm. you can't be going out all the time because you have to show up a shift Plus, and it's like stuff like that I suppose if you've got an easy degree I mean I'm not just saying that degrees are easy mine was sometimes a walk in the park sometimes it was hell yeah, <laughs> so like, and like for those periods of time when it was really bad I'd always struggle to be social and go out and do stuff and then you know, exams finished and everyone's just going out and stuff. But I do think the social aspect of it is very 
important it's like you know colleges in america it's mm. all about societies and varsities and yeah. sports and like clubs and you know um and like obviously you see like college like lads in like they're all talking about college football they're not they're never talking about their studies they're just talking about the parties they're yeah. going to and like all the cool things they're going to do so i think yeah it definitely has this stigma of like socializing and partying and drinking but i think there should be more i suppose it depends on the again depends on the degree yeah again it depends on the person but i think yeah ideally if you're doing a degree you should just finish it i wouldn't do two years and drop out i don't know yeah, seems yeah. a bit like you've, you've got 70 percent there you might as well just finish it off and that's it mate yeah and get it, a degree it leads back to those well like we were saying like truly knowing what you want to do yeah exactly. and, that, and that's the thing I, I don't know as if there's enough I don't think there's enough thought behind what you want to do because at that age, I don't 18. think you you don't know what no, you want to do no at that way. age. I, don't, I had no idea. No, I, had no I, idea. I don't think you've experienced. You've not got enough life experience to know what you. Most people, not all, because some people are different, but I don't think you've got enough life experience. So I've got a pretty crazy theory around it. It's probably not one for this because I think the government will probably pull us in. To be <laughs> fair, what I think, but there is something else I think behind it. But no, I, you know, it's one of those things. If it suits, and I think at the end of the day, Sim, I am absolutely pro letting people do what they want to do because yeah. I think in life all the experience that we have create what we see and create who we are and if that's what you want to do at that time you should absolutely do it yeah you know do what you want to do yeah for sure make your own mistakes I guess and, and that's it yeah, yeah for sure man what would be one piece of advice you'd give someone starting out in their career yeah. like leaving university and they're about to start a job what, what's one piece of advice you'd uh you give good question do you know what I would say <clears throat> first firstly I would say as we said earlier just spend time and think about what you actually want and I mean what I mean by that is turn everything off turn your phone off your watch off your laptop off the TV sit in a room now that's that's probably the hardest thing because 95% of people can't, just can't do that because no, it's just it's too, too many distractions yeah. but I genuinely because I spend a lot of time meditating praying affirmations that sort of stuff um, I spend a lot of time thinking and it's really calmed me down a lot. And I think that if you could put yourself in that position in a relaxed environment where you're not going to be disturbed and genuinely sit there, close your eyes and think, and I mean think like burn brain calories and think about what you want. And then you need to decide what you want to do. And I think once you've decided what you want to do, I think you need to reach out to people. I think you've got to take action. And I think I think you've got to reach out to people. And I think the, my best bit of advice is to reach out to someone that's doing what you want to do. Yeah. And again, spend a bit of time deciding on, on if that person's the right fit for you and I think you should reach out to that person I think you should work with them for free I think you should go to that person and say look I'm so I, I've spent time on this I've decided this is what I want to do for the rest of my life or 10 years or whatever and go to that person explain to them I've got you know I've got a lot that I want to achieve I haven't achieved it yet I feel like you're the right person for me I want to work for you and I want to prove to you that I can can basically provide value to you and your clients on who whatever it is that you do yeah that will be my advice because i can tell you now if someone came to me and said that to me um i would 100 percent say let's roll yeah. come with me spend time with me do the mileage that i do see the people that i do put you in the scenarios when i'm sat down with the ceos and the directors and i'm closing deals and i've got five people saying x y and z and i've got think i'm literally fighting fires and that's literally when it is walking into a room trying to close a deal out and I think I think that's the best way because you're going to get solid experience, like mm -hmm. the best experience you'll get from someone that you look up to that does what you want to do, and you're going to learn. And if you're that good, they'll give you a job or mm. or even a partnership, even better. 
Um, I, I think that'll be be the start. And I think on the back end of that, I'm a massive advocate of mentors. I have three mentors. One's dead, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 again, ridiculous. So one of them's dead. His name's Bob Proctor. So yeah. he died at 87. He died about six months ago. But all of his YouTube videos, I've watched almost all of them. And I've watched them. There's a, he did a talk and it's like 12 hours split into six YouTube videos. Seminar 1982. And it's still on YouTube and I've downloaded it. And I watch it and listen to it over and over and over. Because the, the value that you get. Mm. You know, if you listen to something one time, you don't pick it all up, no. you know. If you read a book, you read it for a second time and you're like... I'm watching a film for the second time and you're like, oh, it's so much better. Why, yeah, why yeah. did I not see that? Yeah. It's because you weren't in yeah. tune, you weren't yeah. aware. Now now you're in tune. And I think it's the same thing with mentors. Like, you know, I listened to all of his stuff and podcasts and his seminars and listen and, and just every time I'm writing notes and then I listen to it again, like, I didn't see that and I didn't see that. And you're making more notes and more notes and more notes and you've really got to engulf yourself. You've really got to get, like, there's a book by Grant Cardone, um, guy's got $4 billion worth of real estate and mega, mega, got thousands of staff, more, I think he's got 12 companies, something like that. Property sales is what he does and that's what I, I like as well. And he was saying, on, in the book's called Be Obsessed or Be Average. And when you read the book, it literally takes that, it's real simple, but it takes that and just blows it up. And it's so true, whatever you wanna do, you need to be obsessed. Mm. Like you need to be like waking up in the morning, like I need, I cannot wait to do that, I need to do this, I need to like, and that, I think when you get to that stage, that that's perfect. You know, a second mentor of mine, and he doesn't really know it, but it's Lex's dad, mm. Phil, so my father-in-law. He's, he's so successful at somebody, and I'm not just talking monetary, but like in life, he's done so well. And he teaches me things on a daily, I live, so I live, there's about 13 acres of, of, of his land and I live in the little cottage there. I see him every day. And it's just the, the stuff, the knowledge bombs that he drops, yeah. he's such a good mentor. And I call him dad, him and I are super, super close, you know. And yeah, he teaches me so much and he doesn't even realise it. And that's the beautiful thing of it, you know, and he's helped me so much. He's just chilling. Yeah, life, yeah, yeah. It just, it just, yeah. It, it, you've got to meet him because in fact, when you come to, when you come yeah, over, yeah, I'll nice, introduce yeah. you because I think we're Facebook friends. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah mate, when you yeah. meet him, you'll be like, yeah, this guy's good. <laughs> like he'll, he'll he just, the value that he gives to you and it's just, it's life changing. Um, and then my other mentor uh, is a guy in property. I'm not going to say his name because I haven't spoken about this. So um, he's got, he's where I want to be. He's got hundreds and hundreds of houses. This guy is just on another level, you know, and he, and he he's so in tune. Like he, he he's, he's dedicated his life to property. Um, so I, I think that you need a mentor. And I think going back to your question, yeah, you, you, you've got to have that mentor. Yeah. And that mentor can change, you know. It doesn't have to be that mentor for the rest of your life. They yeah. don't even need to know about it. Sometimes, in fact, sometimes mentors are best when they don't even know. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I, no, I'm trying to think of someone. I've got someone in mind who definitely is, but I don't think he'd know he was. Mm. But yeah, I think it'd be obvious who it's... I don't think it'd be like not people like, why is he your mentor? It's very yeah. obvious reasons. It's yeah. just he wouldn't know because he's just so busy so it'd be hard to have like a weekly phone call with him yeah, yeah. but I'd always I always tempted to like ring him once a month and like maybe sit down and chat for an hour or like uh, he lives in London but yeah. a phone call once a month yeah. and then and to be honest if I, I reckon if I suggested that to him he probably would say yeah because we that. are friends and he'd probably be like I have these ideas what do you think and he's you know literally been there you know done it he's you know he's such a cool guy Yeah. but yeah, I'm always like, do I tell him? Do oh, it, mate, weird. do it. <laughs> From what we're talking about today, mate, if yeah. you want something, you've got to get it. You've yeah, got to ask that question. True. What's the likelihood of him saying no? 
I mean, five percent. From what you've from what you've told me, he's not going to say no. No, five. There's a five percent. But even so, there's ninety ninety five. To five. It's I mean, like a 10% I, chance. I, mean, I, I would still take those odds. Maybe I would still take those odds. Yeah, they're, they're good odds. Yeah, take it, mate. Because that's all it takes is to reach out. And you might find he'll be super honoured that you've reached out. Like I said, I've got, there's a couple of guys um, that I know, the 20, one's 21, one's 25. Amazing guys. And it's so funny because they remind, both of them are so different, but there's aspects of one of them when I was 21 and aspects when I was 25. And one of them I trained up in sales and he's gone and he's absolutely flourished. He's done so, so well. He just, I think last month was his first 5K paycheck, sorry, five figure paycheck. So I'm so buzzing for him because I knew he had it in him. Mm. And I, so he's been with me and we've worked together and he's gone to do something else. And he, super good. So I think those two would probably say that I'm a mentor to them. Although we never discuss it. No. But they both ring me so and, ask, yeah, and yeah. ask me for advice. Like one of them, I'm in a, I've got a bit of a pickle. Like, can I talk to you about this? And he'll just, he'll ask me the question and I'll explain exactly how. And he'll just listen. And he'll go, mate, perfect. Thank you so much. So... I think in life, man, like there's mentors that don't even know they're your mentors. And actually, if you took them out of your life, you'd know. But you've got to be thankful and grateful for them, man. Yeah, it's a big thing. Like I'm so like when I wake up in the morning, I spoke about it earlier. I've got a, a notepad and I literally write down the ten things that I'm thankful and grateful for. Mm. And you might say, oh, you know, I'm too busy or whatever. Even if you haven't physically, because sometimes you physically haven't got time, just do it in your head. Just, just notes on your phone. No, train or, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, whatever easy. you can do, just it's better when you write things out. And although we talked about this, my writing's horrendous. I, I prefer can't, to write things out though. Do you? It's just yeah, it's more like visual on visual. Yeah, and, so that, like, and that's it. Yeah. So even yeah, I mean, if, if you, I mean, it takes you less than thirty seconds to mm. write ten things. Just you don't even need to like do a head you just write the 10 things you're grateful for and starting your day off like that it, it absolutely changed my life doing that because it makes you realize actually how much you've got and all the things that you might want that you don't really need them no you might want them but you don't need, no, them. You need them so yeah that that that's helped me out massively nice mate i uh it's cool you have the uh, mental thing that's uh, something I'll take away it's actually interesting because one of my questions was uh, who's your idol or, oh wow was it idol yeah who's your idol or someone you look up to or consider a role model wow. I suppose you just answered that yeah, unless mate. it's someone else like famous or like someone you like think's really cool yeah like, no interesting I did, that's, we're kind of in tune there yeah um, yeah do you know what I don't I wouldn't say that I have an idol like I'm I'm quite a realistic yeah, person a or, you know. yeah a bit of course <laughs> yeah baby <laughs> no like I, I wouldn't say I have an idol I'm a real I'm a realist you know yeah. there, there's there is people that I would like to meet that I haven't yeah, met yeah of course yeah. you know like Grant for, Cardone for example yeah. you know that guy the sales and the, and the property side uh, he's just phenomenal mm. the guy is phenomenal he was recording YouTube when YouTube first came out I mean, this guy's 65 right yeah. he's got helicopters he's got jets he's got he's got everything yeah. you can possibly imagine and he still gets up every day at like four o'clock and works till Branston, yeah, yeah. Style, yeah proper and I would love to meet him and I can definitely one of my, I know a guy uh, he's an acquaintance he went and met him for a weekend right and I, I do talk about this a bit so self-development I think it's probably one of the best things you can invest in people come to me and go what should I invest in younger people and I have done crypto stocks etc and I say the first thing you should invest in is yourself and they're like well what do you mean that's just a bit ridiculous that's not the stock market yeah yeah what return what, what, what am I getting a 10% return or what what am I getting on that and it's like yeah no you're not you're not gonna you're not gonna see like a bank about bank account return there and then again yeah, this is the de- delayed that. gratification yeah. is that I've I think I've spent I thought about this the other day I've probably spent about 12 grand on self-development mm. and that to be honest that to some people that's quite a lot 
But I got a guy who went and met Grant Cardone for two days in Miami, cost him 25 grand, just to be on his yacht, just to be around him. There was no like, it was just to be with him, to see how he works, to see what he does. He still had to pay for his flights to Miami and back. Had to pay, mate, hotel, 25K. But he said to me, um, because he put it on his story and I measured him, he said, he was like, best money I've ever spent. Mm. Literally, he said, I cannot explain to you to be around a man that does exactly what I want to do and on another $4 billion worth of, I mean, and it's growing like daily. You know, this guy's buying complex. I think he, he put a thing out the other day and he, every month or two he puts out how many properties he's got, what they turn over, that sort of stuff. And I think he put out the other day, he's got like 29,000 properties. And I'm not talking single buy to lets, I'm talking complexes, duplexes. I'm talking there's three, four, five, six hundred flats or apartments in one building. This is the scale he's on. Oh so to be around that kind of guy, the guy I know, he's spending 25K, it's quite 25K for two days around a guy. It's quite a lot to anyone. That's almost the average person's yearly wage. Literally, yeah. two days. Yeah. And nothing's guaranteed with that, by the way. No. But you have to think about it, the way that Grant says that, he's like, I've got more, it's just, I've got so much money that my kids, 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 kids for the rest of life have got mm. money. When I ask you for 25K, I'm not asking it for me. He said, I don't need money. But he said, if you invest £25,000 of me for two days, you'll never forget that. Mm. And he said, the things I say to you on those two days, that will change your life. Mm. And that's how he said it. And I was just like, wow, man. I need 25 grand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mate, it's, you know, the world's, like I said to you about my friend Nick, you know, mm. in 10 months, 1.2 million he raised. You know, the Too money's small. out there. Yeah. That you, you, Courses, like, yeah. This is the thing with property that blew my mind to start with. Sim, right? When I first started in property, I was like, hundred thousand pounds. I was like, wow, that's a lot of money. Like, whoa, am I going to get that? Like, even if I was earning 100, 120K a year, and I was spending most of that anyway, but, <laughs> you know, initially to start with. Um, but yeah. when you understand that money just is in circulation, mm. and just because you don't have it in your account, it doesn't matter. It's all about who you know, man. Yeah. Like, your network genuinely is your network. I know, it's 100%. Network. And, like, obviously, it's like podcasting, or like talking to people and just networking and stuff. Mm. Being like social, being definitely a social person has definitely like gone in my favor. Yeah, but then I take, good. yeah, and I'll take my like my socialness as like my biggest skill because I'm not like I said academic. I'm not really smart, so yeah. I had to rely on being like char, like charming, funny, yeah. like talking. You do that all of them well. Uh, yeah, well, not charming as much as the, girl, the <laughs> charm, girls. The well, girls you, don't you, like you, as much, you, but <laughs> you've charmed me today. So. <laughs> <laughs> so it's always one of those, but I think. Um, yeah, it's just relying on you again, relying on your skills and stuff and your skill yeah. set. But uh, yeah, it definitely bodes well. And I always say this as well: like when I buy something that's a bit too expensive, I'm always like, "There'll always be more money." There's yeah, always like sure. a mindset. I'm like, I'll always make more next month. I'll always, you know, I'll, in a year's time, I'll be earning more than this anyway, so it doesn't matter too much at the yeah. moment. And I try not to stress about like the number in my bank account every mm-hmm. month, just because. Not like slow. Not like slow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do alright, alright. I do no, alright. I think that's the mindset from even from just from growing yeah. up and stuff, you know, and being around because it's a it's very natural for yeah. most people to worry about that. I never worry about that. Yeah. I used to when mm. I was in at a bad place, but I think when you be, can become so present and you understand yeah. that whether I don't know if some people here believe in God or whatever or higher power, whatever they believe in, like when you believe that you genuinely like you look at, you look at like even when I was in. I mean, 20 grand to some people in debt isn't that bad. I knew a guy that was in a 100,000 pound debt, like bad debt as well. So 
you know, when you can believe in yourself and you can believe in a higher part, whatever you believe in, if you genuinely believe that you're going to be okay, you will be. So you think about it now. One thing that got me out of it when I was in debt, I look back on all the years of my life, even when I was in bad debt, I actually still got by, mm. right? I owe the, They froze my accounts, right? And I still got by. So yeah. I can say now is, even if you, for whatever reason, a bank went under, I mean, it just happened in Australia, one of the banks went down and that money's gone. You know, I knew people that had offshore accounts, can't say who they are, gone. Because they, they put X amount, a lot of money into it to try and diversify, and it's gone. And you, they never get that back. So you, you've got to think, like, even when people are in mega, 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 mega debt, like, what's the worst that's going to happen, man? Unique app's gone. Yeah, well, yeah, as long as it's not like a local drug dealer <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, even yeah. then, Banks though, you, you could borrow some yeah. money off some family or something. Yeah, like, there's always something. You yeah. know what I mean? So you, you've just got to think about that. Like, kneecaps. Yeah. I want to keep them kneecaps across it, man. We'll, 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 we'll clip that down. <laughs> we won't. We'll leave it. <laughs> uh, that's funny, though. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, <laughs> I was going to ask you, uh, well, I suppose the next one was about success and stuff, but how would you define success? Oh, uh, you know what? Such a good question. I actually had a feeling that question was coming. It always does, man. It's <laughs> such a good question. And I, I actually really appreciate it because it's something I do think about a lot. So how I define success would be this, okay? I think to be truly successful is to truly reach the capacity that you're capable of. But when you reach the true capacity of what you're capable of, you're probably at 40%. What you think in your mind, what I think in my mind, if I did everything that I could possibly do and I'm like, right, I'm doing everything, This is that's the best I can be, I don't even think you're halfway there. So I think success is reaching your true potential and not what you think is your potential. Because I just think that we can do so much more than what we think we can. So I think... I think there's that side of it, but I also think happiness as well. And I know it might be some people might say it's a bit cliche, mm. but I know people that are mega mega successful and they are not happy. Yeah. So I think if, in my opinion, if you can be happy first, you can get true happiness. And we talk about being grateful, being thankful, whether people say prayers, affirmations, whatever you want to do. But if you can wake up every day, right, and you, you're like, I'm thankful for today like I'm so grateful and I do this every single day I actually make a list as we said but when I do prayers so when Lex and I have food and stuff we pray to say thanks to God for our food I actually list off and she gets so annoyed at this <laughs> I actually list off a lot of the things I'm thankful for yeah. to where we live there's a lot of land there's squirrels running around there's bunnies there's geese pheasants everything you name it right and I actually start listing off all these little animals and she's like can you just say thanks I just want to eat food like, I'm so hungry like so from time to trees she gets so fed up and we say it but when I say it I mean it and because I am really thankful so I think I think you've got to find happiness and I think happiness comes from within so many people I mean I've been there I'm sure you've probably been there as well mate where you know you think I'm going to buy this I'm going to buy this I'm going to buy that it's going to make me happy you buy it and then after about three or four days you're used to it and then you're just like what's the next thing what's the next thing you've got to find it within man and I think when you're truly grateful and thankful for everything you have because most of us don't even we don't think about what we've got man you'd like every day you wake up and you get out of bed you're already blessed, man. You're already like way above so many people. Like other countries, some people they just can't eat, mate. Yeah. Like they can't do anything. They got they literally when we think they got no money, you know, they literally don't have anything and just trying to survive to get through the day. So 
I think, yeah, find happiness is the start. And when you find true happiness, I think success, like monetary success will probably follow. And if you're actually happy with where you are, your bills are paid, you can do your, you know, do what you're doing, you've got it. That, that success, you know, I've got, I've got all my friends, all the people I hang around with, select people that I hang around with, all of them are 10 times successful than I. I'm the least successful than the people I hang around with. But I almost do that on purpose because then that helps me level up. Massively helped me level up because when you were right, it's like there's the saying, isn't it? Right, mm. you hang around a barbershop long enough, you're gonna get haircut, mm. and it's so true, you know. So, I think that being around so many people that I'm around, understanding where they're at, and analyzing that, and like, do I want to be like them, or can I tweak things? So, yeah, mate, success is my opinion find happiness, true happiness, true gratitude, thankful for what you've got. And then just continue doing that and continue growing mm. to be who you should be and who you can be. And then even when, and it's like, it's steps. So when you get to where you think, you're like, bang, yeah, this is it. I, I'm, I'm like the best version of myself. You still got to 60% to go in my opinion. Yeah. And just, but that's a lifelong goal, right? Like one of my goals is, and I write that down every day, is to be the best version of myself. Mm. It's not a specific goal because it changes, doesn't it? Yeah, of course, you, yeah. you know, like we said, and sometimes, it changes without you even thinking about it. Because just in two years, what can change in two years? Massive amounts can change in Crazy two years. Amounts. So yeah, so that, that that's my, I'm, I'm actually gonna ask you a question. What? How do you define success? Because I'm really curious now. I'm, I'm not, I've not heard it on any other podcast, so I'm curious. Mm, no, I, th- I think, I think one person might have asked me, and I think I said it was a Tesla or something. <laughs> <laughs> Tesla's success. Tesla, You've got a Tesla, success, you're successful. successful yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know, it's, it, it's different. It's difficult because it does change. Um, and you could ask me last year to be different to what it is now. Mm-hmm. I suppose being this content, but not for me. It's like being content, but not <sighs> settling. Sure. So, so yeah. like you're almost striving for more. Strive for more, but yeah. don't. But yeah, but like, don't just be. Never be average. Like, never always be average. Like, don't be average. Yeah. But that's yeah. if I'm above average. I'm doing the best I can do and I'm content about it and like you know I'm healthy and I'm you know living somewhere I want to live and I'm you know don't have to worry about money like if I want to I think as well I don't know it's not all about money but like just be able to like go out to dinner with like 20 mates Mm -hmm. and buy them dinner and not even have to worry about checking your bank account before you pay for it it's just being able to stick that money or going on holiday with your mates and taking them away skiing or something and paying for it for me like that's like I've made it. 100%. I'm like, just not expecting anything back. That's, but then being like grateful, like knowing like, oh, this is really cool. Yeah. Not just like, oh, well, you know, it's me, I'll do what I want. It's like showing off about it. I think just being like, yeah, grateful for what you have, but also try not to be average. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, and it's a really good point. I, I like thinking on what you just said. I go back to like, when I did that, that first month of that five uh, figure month in mm. the sales, sales job, and like I had a goal of like within the first year to become number one seller in that in the region. No, sorry, yeah, in the channel. And there was 136 sellers. And when I first joined, they were like, I literally said to everyone, I just walked into a room full of sales consultants, and I said, I'm going to be the number one seller in, in, in within a year. And they all laughed at me. Mm. They all laughed at me and said, Good luck. The guy that's number one has been there. He's worked here for 30 years. No one's beat him. I said, I'll beat him. And do you know what happened? On the last month of that year, I beat him. I come number one, literally number one at 136. I beat him. And do you know what? He rang me. And I'd never spoken to him before. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> what have you done? No. He rings me up and he goes, are you Sam Flanagan? I said, yeah, yeah, that's me, yeah. So I do speak, speaking, he says, it's his name, I'm not going to say his name. And 
I said, oh, it's a pleasure. I'm glad you've rang me. He said, why? I said, because I've been trying to beat you for a year. Mm. And I said, I finally beat you. He said, to be fair, he said, you know what? You beat me fair and square. He mm. said, respect. He said, fair play. He said, I wanted to ring you to congratulate you. And I didn't expect that. I thought he was this like sales machine, didn't care about anyone else, just sell, sell, sell. And he rings me up and he was a super nice guy. Yeah. And I sometimes ring him on occasion just to catch up with him. Really, really nice. And, I, and there's other occasions I've, I've beat him as well, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is also good. And I always ring him when I do. But this guy is like another level. But yeah, for me, like five, four or five years ago, that to me was success. I was number one. Mm. And then it's like anything, Sim, isn't it? Like we said, you know, you want something, you get it. And then it's not what you thought it was. Like, it's nice and it's good for a time, but it's not. Mm. I don't think anything's what you think it's going to be until you, and then you get there. Expectations always yeah. never going to rally, is it? Yeah. And to be honest, it's like, yeah. I always do this thing now where I've blurred my expectations of everything. <laughs> so, yeah. so if I want to actually do something, I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Like, <laughs> so go, go for like any, if anything, they're like, you'd always be like, oh, this is going to be amazing when you get there or, you know, it comes around and it's like, yeah. mm, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Like, I thought it was going to be a lot more, I just thought I was going to feel better about this. And it's like graduating or passing your driving test. It's like the actual doing it was the best part. It's at the end, you're like, oh, well, wow, that's, yeah, it's nice to get a job with more money, but didn't really, do you know what I mean? It's it's actually applying for it in the way, Mm. when you actually get it, you're like, oh, this is good, but I thought it was going to feel better. Mate, it's so true. I was talking to Kumi the day about when he had his R8, I did an order, Mm. he was like, right, picking my R8 up in three days. So nice. It's so cool. Yeah, it is so nice. But mate, and he said to me on the Monday, he's picking up the Wednesday, and he goes, oh, mate, I just can't wait for Wednesday. I said, can I tell you something, brother? He said, yeah, of course. He, we listen to each other. Mm. It's not like, he, if he pulls me to one side and says something to me, mate, I'm listening. And if I pull him to one side, he, he's listening. And I said, do me a favor. I said, I said, appreciate the next couple of two days. I said, because the weight you've got now, and I mean mm. this in the right way, is gonna be better oh, yeah, than when you get it. And he said, mate, you're so right. Mm. He said, you're so right, man. And then he gets, and then on Wednesday, he picked up in the evening, he rings me in the morning. So Sam, can't eat. I can't eat, I can't I'm think, nervous. my stomach's churning, I'm nervous. Uh, you know, he's never had a brand new Audi R8. He's always had the van with mm. wanker inscribed <laughs> into it. He's got, yeah, and he's, and he's got like a 15 year old Land Rover yeah. that's like done 300,000 miles. Like he's not, he's such a low key guy. Mm. And he's like, I can't sleep, I can't think. And then he gets it. And I see him on Saturday because he came to Levi's birthday. Yeah, brings so, it yeah. yeah, which is awesome. Nice. Came on down, we took it for a spin and everything. And I was like, can I ask you a question? He's like, yeah. I was like, was it what you expected? He said, man, he said, I'm used to it already, you know. Yeah. I was like, what, after like two and a half, three days? Yeah. He's like, yeah, it's just normal it's, to me now, man. Nah, it's the next one. It's like I, yeah. next car, the yeah. next car, yeah. And it's like, where do you go next? I'm like, you're going to have to get like a Lamborghini. You know, it's <laughs> next, <man. laughs> it's or a Bentley Bentayga. But even then, it's not, no. like, it's just. All right, so. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, though. It's, you get accustomed to things, don't you? And I suppose you buy bigger boats, bigger cars, bigger mm. planes, bigger anything else, and it's just. It never is good as you expect. It's like Christmas, mate. Yeah. The, the yeah. build of Christmas is always amazing. Christmas Day is terrible. It is. No, well, it's not like, terrible. No, but it's not what you expect. No, it's no. always the build up and the adverts and TV and the talking about it at work. I mean, yeah. you get to it, it's like, oh, well, how's your Christmas? Well, yeah. it was Christmas. We yeah. sat and what, ate turkey and you... watched films. And... and it's been and gone. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, before you know it's like, bang, it's gone. It's yeah. Like, oh, exactly. Where did that go? Exactly. It's mad. Um, got a few more questions, but uh, I guess interested in like what the future holds for you. I guess what yeah. what what does the future hold? Do you know? Yeah, I, I I do know, mate. Yeah. So like we said, 
about having a plan. I've got a very set plan. It's not something that I discuss in depth because I think when you've got a really personal plan, you should mm. keep it to yourself. Although we'll talk about some of it. Um, but yeah, I, I know exactly where I'm headed. I pretty much have a plan for the next year, three, five, eight, and 10. And for me right now, like I'm really just at the start of where, where I want to be and where I will be. You know, I'm 30 years old. Mm. And I remember when I was like, 21 thinking 25 is old and then I was 25 I'm like 30 is so old man and now I'm like it's, you're actually so young yeah, like, that is young it's super young yeah. and, and, and I think that for me it's just the start I've got so many things that I'm planning especially with the properties like just just so many things coming up for me I'm really dedicating myself to property although I obviously have a corporate job and it works really well I can work around with the properties which works at the moment might not work in a year or two but property is, is, is where I'm at you know it's it's where I'm going to continue to push and push. And I've got a figure of X amount of properties where I want to be at. By the time I'm 38 and 40, there's a solid figure in my head of what I want, what I flipped, what's renting, like gross development value, X, Y, and Z. So yeah, like all I would say is watch this space. Like 30 years old, I've got so much more. Like, and I think that look, in the 20s that I had, my 20s was graft, of super, super graft, super hard work. And I think when you hit 30, especially when you have a kid, mm. things change, man. It's not yeah. all about the work for me now. Like, I'm naturally a person. I have quite a lot of noise in my head. And I don't mean that in a, like, I'm, like, crazy. But what I mean <laughs> is, like... <laughs> the voices talk to me. There's <laughs> Johnny. <laughs> like, um, I, I've got it there. Like, I have so much going on in yeah. my head, man. Like, I strategize about mm. everything, especially from a sales background. And I just have a lot happening, a lot of plates spinning at once. And I think from the meditating, it's really allowed me to calm down. But now what has happened is, and what I've noticed, and maybe you'll find the same as you also progress up, like I'm much calmer. Mm. I used to just be so frantic all the time, rush everywhere. I never rush anywhere anymore. I don't think anyone should ever rush. Because mm. when you're in a rush, you're putting out like vibrations and it's not, I don't think it's good to rush, man. I, no, I, you know, I'm a rusher. Yeah, and, yeah. and I am naturally sim. I think, Stress heads, yeah. so I'm like always trying to do things as quick as I can. Yeah, yeah. but as, as you get older, you understand that if you take a step back mm. and you analyze, so I can analyze things much better. My thinking's become so much better. So I can think about something. So whereas before, I'd just get stuck in. I wouldn't even think about it, just stuck in. But now I take a minute to pause and think, and that, and on the, subsequently from that, it allows me to do things even quicker, which doesn't make sense to someone that's younger, because mm. you're like, well, I need to spend, if I'm spending 10 hours doing that, as opposed to five hours, if I'm doing five hours, I'm not gonna do as, as enough. But if mm. you actually spend time thinking and planning what you're gonna do, you can do all you need to do in the five hours. Yeah. So that's how I think now. And also as well, leveraging, other people that can help you obviously you bring them value they bring you value one thing I'd say is one thing I've a really solid thing I've learned is you can't do it all on your own no. if anyone thinks you're going to go out there and you're going to be mega mega successful in whatever it is whether that's family whether that's wealth or that's personal life or that's business it won't work you need to work with people you need to and you need to give right one thing I've learned and this this is the key thing right? I'm saying this podcast right now this is the biggest thing I've learned in my life and it's you can't take more out of life than what you put back in. So you've got to give more than you take. And you, you know, if you sit down and you analyze that, it, it just goes on and it goes so deep, but it's so true, man. Hmm. Some good some good things to look forward to, man. Yeah, Looking definitely. forward to seeing it. Cheers, brother. Um, final question. It's actually a different one. I've changed it up. Yeah, yeah. So for, the, uh, for the listeners. Uh, so yeah, if, if you could change one thing about the world, 
what would it be? Wow, what a question. I know. Really, oh man, that's a really good one. Um, Could be any, literally anything. Wow. It doesn't have to be like world hunger or like, no, no. like anything too too much. But What I would change, and this is at this point of me sitting here right now from mm. what I know and what I've studied and, um, and the thing that I would change is that I would want to slow things down a bit. And what I mean by that is people are rushing, as we just said, too much, man. People like you get caught in life where you're like, I've got to go here, I've got to go here, I've got to go here. You haven't got to do nothing. You ain't mm. got to do any of that. You think you do, but you don't, especially when you're in an employed job. Mm. Like you think you've got to do all these things and, and you don't. And I think that people need to, thing I can change is looking, look to look, people need to look at themselves a bit more. And I think they are. I feel like there's some sort of like, not spiritual awakening, but like people are really starting to now. And I think that the, the sooner you, you can learn about yourself, understand yourself, the more you're gonna understand other people. Mm. And I think that people need to spend time learning about themselves. I think there needs to be, as much as we all of the technology and the films and the Netflix and the watch, and the, I think there needs to be less tech for a little bit, you know. I really do, man. Like, mm. there's there's a guy I know who does this thing, it's like a three-day retreat, and you go away, you go into this like a building with some rooms and loads of wildlife, they take all your phones off you, you've watches, laptops, everything gets taken off you. The only thing you get is a Bible and one book of choice. That's it, you can't even talk. So for three days, you can't speak, can't do anything, but sit there, pray, think, meditate, read the Bible or read a book. And that interests me, man, because I'm like, I think we're out of touch. Mm. I think we're all out of touch with these things. We've got all this tech. And I think tech's just starting, man. Like tech is gonna get so much more advanced. AI is coming. It's yeah, coming, man, it's here. I mean, AI is pretty much here. Yeah. Like you look at the Teslas and the autonomous driving, all this sort of stuff. Um, I just, I, yeah, I just think we need to get a bit more in tune with ourselves. You know, it's like if I fly somewhere, I go, I go abroad, wherever I'm going, I always make a big thing when I get back to Earth. And I always try on Earth. And what I mean by it, I might be like, what, people are like, what, what's Earth in? That's a bit crazy. But it's where you just get rid of all tech. You literally take shoes off. You go on a nice bit of grass mm. and you just stand on the grass and walk around. Yeah. For, try and do it as long as you can. Obviously, it's quite hard sometimes. But what I've found, if I stand, and this is really difficult to do if you've never done it, Try and spend five to ten minutes just stood with no shoes on, no socks. Obviously, wear clothes because it could be people around, so you know, you're completely naked. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to take your pants off. <laughs> yeah, but get ready, tech, and just literally earth, especially when it's sunny as well. And I can feel the ground get really warm because because we've got so much static. I don't know if you get this, mate, but I get all the time. If I go to the car, touch the car, bang, I get a static yeah, shot yeah. constantly, yeah, and that's not good, man. No. It's not good, and no one's talking about it. Why is like oh, hardly anyone's talking about? It. Why is hardly anyone talking about it? Like. I think we need to reevaluate, and I think we need to have times where you spend and, and you you study yourself, you study other people. Like for me, I think if, if there's one thing everyone should do, it's meditate. And I know a lot of people are going to go, I haven't got time for that. Mm. But I can tell you now, mate, it's changed my life. I'm a better person for it. Like my family, career, personal business, everything. Just meditating, mate, is so good. Like. Yeah, try. I tried doing it. It's made me more angry. And it's yeah, it's, it's hard though, Sim. The first bit is the hardest. Yeah. But this is like everything in life. The first bit is the hardest. They say the first million pounds that you make will be wow. the hardest, and after that, it's actually a breeze. And I think it's the same with everything. And that's why I feel like life gives you this where that first bit is super hard. But then once you get past that, you've got a higher awareness, and it just it's you've done it. Like it's it's pretty easy. Or it's easier. So yeah, I, I think being in tune a bit more with the the world around like us nature yeah nature and yeah. yeah meditation don't get me wrong there's a time where you got to go man like you've got speed like you need to quick 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 sometimes that that's but not all the time no. and i think a lot of people are 
too quick all the time. Yeah, that's a good answer. So yeah, no, I appreciate that. Nice, mate. It's been a, it's been great to chat. It's been a pleasure, brother. Yeah, thank yeah. you for having me on. I, I appreciate you coming up to my time. house and uh, doing this. It's uh, you know, it's about the way. I'll have to come no, down and see you next time. Come see me, man. Like I'm on the road three, four hundred miles a day. So to be honest with you, it's a, it's a small cruise up here. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> happy. Nice one, mate. I appreciate it. Appreciate it, brother. No worries, man. Thank you, man. Take care. Thank you, sir. Cheers, bro.